everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Almost Nomadic Podcast. I'm your host Shen Shen. You can call me Shanna. And today I want to talk about family travel and what it's like traveling as a mom versus traveling without kids. I have a special guest joining me today. She's a Houston mom with two adorable kids. She's also a dentist, an entrepreneur. She is a passionate traveler. Her name is Jennifer Tan. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hi. All right. First of all, I want to tell you about how we met. So apparently, how we met, I was kind of like a creeper to Jennifer. <laughs> so tell me.、Um, I want to hear your story first. So our kids go to the same school, and I would always walk into the class, and Shan Shan would just kind of randomly look at us and smile, but she'd never、creeper. say anything. <laughs> she was very shy.、Um, So then one day she finally said something to me, and she was like, "Hey, your daughter looks like a little Instagram model." I instantly just laughed about it, and then I we started talking, and I was like,、oh. "She was really sweet and really kind." So I knew instantly, you know, I liked her, and that we would be friends and stuff,、um, and especially because our kids bonded. But again, I told her today she is very shy, <laughs> so I told I her, you know, open up to people, and you know, whenever you see someone you want to meet, just talk to them. Yeah, and now I kind of remember, like I was. Such a creeper! I was just staring at her, and then oh, I don't know what to talk. And then, <laughs> but in my mom is like, oh, she's wearing that scrub, and she's a doctor. She must be a doctor. I need to make friend with her. <laughs> Seriously, in my mind, I was like, oh, I need to make friends with doctors. <laughs> That's so Asian, yes. Right? That's so Asian. So Jennifer, I want to know, like, how often do you and your family travel? Um, we travel at least once. A year for sure.、Mm-hmm. Um, we try to travel more、um, because actually the kids love it a lot. Yeah. And so we try to book trips whenever we can. I was telling Shanchen earlier that、um, we did cancel a trip to New York last year because of the measles outbreak.、Mm-hmm. So instances like that, I mean, we would book it, but we would actually lose all the money because they were not going to refund us、mm-hmm. um, since we booked cheaper airfares for that, like United.、Yeah. Um, so we can't change that. But otherwise, we do try to book a lot of trips、um, if we can. I think I told Shanshan we were going to book Hawaii last year for December a week before just because, but tickets skyrocketed to almost two、yeah. thousand a person, so we canceled we on that. We have four people,、yeah. so instead we ended up going like on a road trip with Shanshan to San Antonio and just. I mean, it doesn't it matter. Yeah,、good. it turned out fun, and it doesn't really matter where you fly to or do whatever, as long as like the company's good. I think it's、right. fine. So, I think you know it's probably easier to do more road trips, so、mm-hmm. we'll probably do that more often、um, yeah. and just. Plan like you know more trips together. So would you say you are more like spontaneous, or you are like plan a year ahead of your annual vacation kind of type? Definitely very spontaneous. I would book a trip like a day before, a week before, hours before. I told her. Right. Um. So I'm very random. It doesn't really matter. The only reason why I plan a little bit more now is because the children,、mm. um, packing things for them or just um. Just getting stuff ready.、Yeah. We have to pack two car seats, two clothes, everything. I mean, our kids are toddlers, so that takes a little more effort.、Um, otherwise, we would have just randomly booked trips.、Mm-hmm. Road trips, wise, I mean, we would actually even plan the day of if we wanted to go, like hours before. We've done that before. So yeah, yeah. You were telling me that crazy story that you booked the flights. An hour before, or the morning before you travel、yeah. to New York.、Um, yeah, I booked it one hour before I flew out, drove straight to the airport, dropped off the car,、um, paid valet, and took off, and then came back in like a day and a half. Yeah.、Um, times like that. I mean, that's how I usually travel alone. I did have kids at that、What? point, so that's why you know I had 
the husband watched the kids and then I just took off. But um, yeah, I even actually thought about getting an Uber driver there, but I wouldn't even make it in time. So if I was stopped by the cops, I wouldn't have made it. But otherwise, <laughs> I did make the flight. They were boarding and I jumped on the plane and took off. That's good because I would never do that. All our trips are planned at least six months ahead. Like, cause we were watching like flights deals whenever we saw the deal. Yeah. I think the longest one we reserved the flights tickets like nine months ahead of time. So yeah. So this is definitely two different stories, two different types. Oh yeah. Our um, honeymoon was booked one week before to New Zealand and Australia. Honeymoon. <laughs> um, only cause I randomly thought, um, let's go there, and he wanted to go to Great Barrier Reef. I think Alaska we booked two three days before because we just. Literally just picked a place on the map and said, "Let's go there," and we just booked it. So I mean, we're very random, um, spontaneous travelers, but we find it very fun. Uh, it does get very costly doing that. So mm-hmm. um, now with kids, we do have to kind of plan a little bit. If not, we yeah. just don't go, and we'll just do more road trips. Yeah, definitely. And I also want to know, like, who does the planning in terms of you know booking flights, hotel, or looking for places to visit. So the planning is usually not planned because I'm not a planner type.、Um, I like to do spontaneous trips. My husband actually likes to plan more, but、mm-hmm. he usually just leaves it up to me because he's just like wherever you want to go, just book it and we'll just go.、Yeah. Um, is it just guys? Like guys are more chill about it. He's not really. Like he doesn't really care where we go,、mm-hmm. um, traveling wise, as long as he's、um, with just, you. Yeah. No. Well, or, or as long as he's like, oh, you know, we'll just enjoy the place together. It's more the company you're with, right? Yeah. But we do try to plan a different place every time.、Um, besides now, when, with the kids, they do really love San Diego a lot, so we try to go there more often because my daughter loves it a lot.、Um, but I don't think we've really ever tried planning. That far in advance,、um, there's a lot of times where we just book hotels on the day of、mm-hmm. when we're even there, or we just plan activities、yeah. during whatever place we go to.、Um, I think I was mentioning Alaska per se. We booked it two days before for the flight. Then we ended up snowboarding, snowshoeing, snowmobiling, dog sledding, and we even camped out at negative.、Um, Three degree weather to watch、with、the northern、kids? lights. Oh no, that was by ourselves.、Oh, okay, that wouldn't have worked with the kids. <laughs>、um, but we did get to see the northern lights.、Um, we camped out all night, and we were about to give up, and we saw it.、Mm-hmm. We were really freezing cold, but it was worth it. So、um, yeah. trips used to be more spontaneous and more random like that. And now, if we had the kids, we probably would do most of the stuff once they get a little bit older. But、mm-hmm. not necessarily right now because、yeah. we're only one and two year, two year old. I definitely agree on that. Like traveling with kids, there's so much things to take in consideration. You know, like I worry about the temperature. Is it gonna be too cold for Oliver? Or ah,、oh, you know, there's a disease going on in that country. <laughs> yeah, should we go?、Sure. We probably shouldn't go. Yeah, things like that really make difference. And you mentioned about San Diego. Anything? Is it kids? Friendly place. So San Diego、um, was one of our first trips with Grace flying.、Mm-hmm. Flying wise, she was only eight months.、Um, oh. She did very well. People didn't even know she was on the flight there or back. She didn't cry. She was extremely good baby. But she's always been a good baby.、Yeah. Um, And then she's an angel. <laughs> she she is, but not anymore. Now she's three. <laughs> she's, she's throwing a lot of tantrums. But、um, when she was eight months old, we traveled there. We went. 
to um, the markets, mm-hmm. um, to the day markets and stuff. Um, we went to the zoo. I think we went to La Jolla. It's a very, very kid-friendly place. Oh, nice. um, lots of things to do. Um, she loves it there. We plan to go back to go to Legoland um, when maybe next year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Let's I, go together. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely, definitely recommend that for kids. Um, we booked a place where it had a suite, um, and we really like booking suites now that we have children mm-hmm. because there's a place for the living room, a place for the room. Yeah. Um, that way the kids can play and then we have a kitchen to just put stuff in the fridge and stuff as needed, mm-hmm. especially milk. One of my biggest, you know, pain point was without the kids, me and my husband, we can squeeze in so many things in one day. We're just walking, transporting nonstop. We can visit like four or five sceneries yeah. in one day but with kids because they get tired and once they get tired they're cranky yeah so we only plan like one scenarios in the morning when they're in their best mood and then lunch napping afternoon we just take it slow no i agree when we mm. used to um we've gone to one trip we've gone to london thailand japan all in one trip we would plan day by day we'd probably do 10 things a day <laughs> i mean we've hiked through a mountain to get to a temple and then went to go see tigers and then elephants and I don't know what else we did, night markets, everything, all in one day. But then now with the children, we probably would have only... I don't even think we would have done any of it, if anything. But we would just do one thing a day, like you said. Um, if and then we're tired, mm-hmm. so by that time, whether they are sleepy or not, we are tired ourselves. So we'll probably just grab dinner and then call it a day. Yeah. Um, it is very different traveling with them. We don't expect to do very much with them. Right. Um, sometimes I feel like, for example, going to San Diego versus here. Mm-hmm. If we went to the zoo in San Diego, I feel like it's no difference if we just drove to the zoo in yeah. town. Um, you know, so sometimes we wonder should we even travel because we could do the same thing here mm-hmm. but you know it's all about the experience so yeah yeah that's true and then sometimes it make it worse if they don't fall asleep at night you know after a whole day you're already maxed out it's so tiring and yeah. then at night and sometimes they take them a day or two to get used to the the hotel the place the bed or whatever and then sometimes it ends up they they have really bad sleep so yeah yeah no, I agree. Or they fall off the bed when you're traveling. Um, but most of the time, I mean, trying to get them to get to sleep, get to bed um, in a new scenery is, I mean, like a new environment is very yeah. hard um, for ourselves and for them. Traveling is not easy, even for just adults on their own, but especially with children. Um, they get cranky. It takes them like a day or two to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just overall, you know, sometimes you wonder, should I even go? But, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's no. fun, though. Yeah, many par- parents are wondering, you know, is it even worth it? Any benefits that you can think of? They don't remember it per se, like the whole entire trip. But to this day, I mean, my daughter's three. She was... I think two when she mm-hmm. went to San Diego, she would still ask me if I could, we could fly to San Diego. And when we oh. came back, she would ask me every single day. But yeah. just seeing her smile and then looking mm-hmm. back in photos right. during the flight and stuff, we actually smile and we're like, you know, what? we would do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Even while we we're lugging around all the luggages and stuff, we just feel like it's worth every minute just to be with them. You you can't put a price on memory or mm-hmm. just how exhausted you are. You're still just yeah. We were able to go with my little cousins last time, and she they had a blast. Yeah. So um, 
they actually built a bond together. And mm-hmm. then when we went on the last trip with you, her and Oliver definitely built a bond, like definitely. almost became like best friends. And then now we became really mm-hmm. close, right? So not only did our kids become close, I felt like we became stronger together as friends too. And um, so that's actually something that's amazing to have, you know? Definitely. All right, now I want to dive into a little bit about uh, working as a mom and how you balance work and life. So how long have you been working as a dentist? Um, I've been working as a dentist for almost 10 years now um, as an associate dentist, now looking to acquire an office um, Mm -hmm. in the process of it. Did your job give you a decent amount of uh, maternity leave? Actually, I kind of work for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't get paid maternity leave my most corporate jobs. So any time that I take off, whether it's vacation or holidays or anything of that sort, even maternity leave, it's not paid. Um, my boss originally wanted me to take six weeks off mm-hmm. for my first baby. Yeah. And I agreed to that, but I don't, I didn't know how it feel afterwards. So, um, I actually ended up taking maybe 10 to 12 weeks Okay, because I realized I had zero help. Um, and it was just me and my husband doing everything on our own. Mm-hmm. He was actually in the executive MBA program at that time. So oh. it, it was very hard because both babies, when I had them, he was in that program. So, um, it was just basically me watching them 24 seven mm-hmm. and I was like a zombie. I did the day, the day shift, the night shift. I let him sleep because I, he wasn't, he was working and I wasn't working. So I basically watched the child all day thinking I could do this. And by month three, I broke down and I was like, I need to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I need to get a nanny. I need help. Yeah. Um, I realized, you know, no matter how hard I tried to give it my all, I was exhausted. Um, I remember sitting there one night and um, I kind of just woke up and I was like, I don't want to hold this baby anymore. And this was at month three. And, um, this was after three months of not sleeping 24 seven. So I told my husband, I was like, I really need you to help me with night shift. Like, just help me out. I'm going to start pumping and I, I need you to help feed the baby. I mean, everybody breaks down after having a kid and watching them all day. And yeah. then at night too. And I was trying to be superwoman by doing all day, but you have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I realized that with the second baby, I actually d- definitely asked for help because I didn't want the same thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you dive into the postpartum part of your experience. And uh, definitely great, you know, reaching out, asking for help. I did. I asked my mom and my mother-in-law for help. And then it was a chaos. <laughs> Seriously, like, I had fight with my mom all the time. And then... I was mad at my husband all the time, the first year, for sure. He was in the MBA program too, the first year. So yeah, it definitely makes it so hard. Now, I think the reason why I don't want to have a second child is I don't want to go through that again. And then back then, I don't have a job to go back to. So yeah, it's nice to hear your perspective. So did you wish, you know, you go back to work early? No, not necessarily. She's my first kid, so I wanted to spend every single waking moment with her. It was Even my... though you are tired. Yeah, you're... it was my fault for not asking for help because I thought I could do it all. I thought I was one of those moms. If I asked for help, I was being weak. Mm-hmm. If I asked my mom to help me, even though she would have if I asked her, I felt like, you know, she could do it all on her own and watch four kids. I could do it on my own too. Therefore, I didn't ask for any help. I was even sick for a whole month because I got sick at the hospital um just with the cold but i mean it was trying to heal and also having a cold and trying to watch a baby breast it was just 
I somehow toughed it out and did it and it made me really strong mm-hmm. um and it made me feel like wow if I couldn't do this I could do anything yeah. and it made me build a really strong relationship with my the mm-hmm. baby because yeah. I felt like you know I did everything on my own and um I was able to let you know my husband rest and and finally at month three I told him hey we need to hire a nanny but I also need you to help me yeah, because yeah. we I didn't know the concept of asking for help Mm-hmm. I just kept not wanting to ask for help, which I realized a lot of people would have helped if I asked. So mm-hmm. it's not that nobody wanted to help me. I just never asked for it. So people thought I was fine. Um, but did you do something different with your second child? I did. I um, hired a nanny to help with my first one. Okay. While my toddler, while I was watching um, the baby. Mm-hmm. And so I focused on him only. But at least I had someone to help me with her and then um i started pumping with the second one so that my husband could help me at night so i wasn't awake all day and awake all night because with the first one i would be awake all day then every breastfeeding then i would pump and then i would go back to watching her i just never slept and then so i was just constantly awake i don't even know how i stayed awake but i stayed awake with her and honestly i feel like it's actually kind of dangerous to be awake all the time (laughs) and and really not know that um, you're running low on energy. Mm -hmm. So I should have asked for help. It's actually, you know, something I realized I should have done. Second baby, if I was tired, I asked my husband to kind of take over at night, in which he did. So he would, you know, help with the night feedings and stuff. And I, Mm -hmm. I got to rest a little bit. And truth is you actually have more energy if you just Mm -hmm. rest a little bit Yeah, and kind of like, get part of the you know have someone help you and relieve you a little bit yeah definitely teamwork yeah for sure and uh, yeah so speak of feeding breastfeeding so i was so guilted by my husband by my mom you know just do the breastfeeding thing Mm -hmm. no formula and all that and then i thought that was the best thing for my son Mm -hmm. but then after a year of breastfeeding and then my iron level gets so low, and my son was detected as iron deficient as well. That's when I realized, oh, I done it wrong. I should have just, you know, either either mix it up, or just not strictly follow what I think was right. And then there are so many things like if we want to do, uh, mm-hmm. start all over again, I would do it so different. So did you find it difficult, like, going back to work after maternity leave? Um, I thought I would, but then actually, the hardest part is actually leaving my kids. I thought about them all the time. Um, It was actually very nerve-wracking to leave your children with someone else. I hired a nanny for the first one, so it was kind of... I was constantly on the camera watching, where's my baby? Mm -hmm. What is the nanny doing with the baby? I mean, it's not your family watching the kids so it's just someone you hire so you you get very nervous about it you know and once I got comfortable with it I was fine um that was only hard part working wise I thought since being a dentist oh my god I didn't work for like two three months Mm -hmm. am I gonna be able to do this again but um the first day I came back which was summertime I think um they booked me with maybe like 40, 50 patients the first day. What? Um, so I was kind of nervous when I saw the schedule, but I just got into the groove and just did it. And my first thing is that I just ready was get work done and then go back to the house and, mm-hmm. you know, spend time with my um, my little one. But yeah. it was not actually that bad. And it was kind of quite refreshing to be able to 
talk to other adults <laughs> because at home you're just looking at this little kid who can't talk to you I and know. then you know you, you don't it's like constantly just like okay who do i talk to now so having adult conversation at work was <laughs> actually quite nice to be able to just feel normal again so actually going back to work made me kind of feel more normal mm-hmm. um more of like uh, just have something that i look forward to doing and then going back home to my kid and knowing that i had like a more of a schedule more routine even for myself okay um i i tried to have a little bit of routine for my kid but i'm not the best at doing that i kind of try to let her do like lead me in what she wants but for my own personal life i um work wise it just going back to work gave me more like a nine to five and then Mm -hmm. coming home to the kid was um yeah. quite refreshing after that mm-hmm. i remember the first day i sent oliver to daycare i was like you too i was looking at the camera every <laughs> second like what they're doing is he crying was he eating how is he napping and stuff but turns out he napped so well the first day i was like wow i should have sent him to daycare a lot earlier yeah than I thought. for sure yeah so most of the time it's it's like moms like we are not feeling very comfortable with that but yeah. i think the kids they're actually doing just fine like you know they like, meet with new people they socialize yeah they do and i think with my first one didn't send her to daycare until she was a year and a half mm-hmm. and the second one i sent him when he was six months but um which was a lot earlier on yeah. so the only difference i see between doing that is he got sick a lot mm-hmm. double ear infections almost every month or twice a month he got double ear infections to the point where they were going to put ear tubes in him we were going to take him out at that point if that was going to happen but you know we felt very bad that he's only six months old going through five double ear infections and um constantly on antibiotics versus my first she started at a year and a half she got sick but it was just not that serious and um she probably had like maybe one or two ear infections Mm -hmm. but that's within a year um maybe antibiotics once or twice here and there but for him being six months old going on antibiotics almost five times it breaks my heart maybe going on antibiotics twice a month i mean he literally finished the dosage and he got another ear infection so you know it really killed me inside feeling like i was a bad mom doing that but his immune system seems to be stronger now. He still gets like occasional colds, but mm-hmm. he enjoys daycare a lot, um, interacting with children. So I think if I still, if I ever, I don't plan to have another <laughs> third kid, I would probably still put them in daycare around six months or after. Mm-hmm. But I think anything before that, they just get sick a lot. Their immunity is just not strong enough. Right. Um, and I I felt really bad. I mean, not even me staying up taking care of him or whatnot doesn't bother me, but just mm-hmm. seeing him sick all the time yeah. did really really hurt me inside. Just not being able to um, take care of him the same way that my first one was, where yeah. she you know at a year and a half she never got sick before that. Yeah, I can't imagine because Oliver never actually get ear infection. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, even just fever. He will be so cranky. I was actually very lucky that neither one of my kids cry when they're sick. They don't what? cry if they have fevers. They don't cry if they have ear infections. No they don't, way! Yeah, they don't cry if they cough. They don't cry if they have colds. Um, they actually act extremely normal. Uh-huh. Um, 
the only time I worry is because if they're lethargic, where they don't look like they they have the energy to do anything, and then that worries me because that's mm-hmm. not the normal of them. But um, I would never even know that they had ear infections unless I got them checked because they're not the type wow. of kids that cried about it. So it's very rare that they cry when they're sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. that I thought all yeah. kids cry when they're sick. I no. guess not. Yeah, no, they. We were very lucky that neither one of them cried. But the only bad part about that is we never knew if they mm-hmm. were sick because even if they had a high fever, they acted so normal yeah. that we didn't notice it until we checked their temperature. All right. So you have two kids. One is a boy. One is a girl. And then when you um, breastfeeding them, what's the difference? And can you share a bit more about your breastfeeding story? So my first experience was with Grace at the hospital. Uh-huh. And then first time she latched, I think the nurse called her aggressive sucker, which I'm like, what is that? <laughs> uh, and then I, like I realized when I got home what that meant. I mean, it was she was extremely aggressive in the way she she, you know, was um was on breastfeeding. Yeah. Um my nipples were chapped, bleeding, and I was just in so much pain. I cringed every time that she um was breastfeeding Mm -hmm. but I just kept going at it I mean I'm almost like literally in tears but I just kept on going and going and um then I realized what they meant by being an aggressive sucker (laughs) but I I kept at it for six months and um after the first month I mean things got better obviously um less chapped nipples Mm -hmm. less bleeding because it got numbed it 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 did almost but every time she did it it just hurt so much and um and it was even scared because I was like, is she drinking blood? Obviously, because I'm, you know, my nipples were bleeding. But then um, the doctor said it was normal. Okay. And then with, I kept going for six months with her. But then with Dylan, I stopped after a month because mm-hmm. he cluster feed. So cluster feed is basically he would drink milk constantly. So he would drink uh, breastfeed for an hour, stop for 30 minutes, drink for another hour. He kept on going for two, three weeks like that. Mm-hmm. So literally every other 30 minutes, he would breastfeed for an hour, mm-hmm. not stop. Wow. And I was mentally drained, so drained to the point where I was like, I'm not going to breastfeed you anymore. Not He actually didn't, I didn't have the experience of the chap bleeding nipples, oh. but um, he was actually drinking um you know breastfeeding fine but i couldn't handle the cluster feed anymore Mm -hmm. so in order to stop him i pumped and then i would try to regulate it by every two hours or so Mm -hmm. versus trying to have him basically breastfeed every hour every 30 minutes and it was just i mean i I couldn't do it anymore because you literally went around the clock like that and i thought people said they cluster feed and stop but he did not stop Oh no. So, and then I realized pumping is just the same. If I pumped it out, he's still getting breast milk. So, regardless of whichever route you do, I think the first baby, why I cause was so exhausted, because I would breastfeed right after I breastfed, I would go pump. And then she would be up again. So, then I would breastfeed again, and then I would go pump. So, it was just like this cycle of breastfeeding, pumping, breastfeeding, pumping. Yeah. Then, when I went back to work, I would breastfeed her in the morning and then go off to work I would be driving to work and pumping yeah. I know that you're probably not supposed to do that but and then even while I'm eating lunch I would breast pump in front of my co-workers we're all females so it didn't really okay. bother me much right. um, I know some people are very shy about it but I honestly just wanted to get the job done mm-hmm. so it didn't really matter we're all females so I didn't think they cared then while on the way back home from work I would pump again yeah. then I would breastfeed her so um it was around the clock job mm-hmm. but I still felt like I was able to do something for her yeah so it worked out that's really nice like as your work 
they're so open-minded about it, so you don't have to be shy away from it, pumping at work. But I do know, like from television, like they say some people working in a male-dominated workplace, and then the guys might be too grossed out about it, and then oh no, yeah. and then some women will be like, you know, nah, I'm not just gonna do that at work. So it's nice that you have that. Luxury. I don't know if it was a relaxed environment. <laughs> I mean, I just did it, so nobody said anything. You I just actually, didn't care. Yeah, I just actually, I actually did it in front of males. I've done it at restaurants before. I've done it everywhere, honestly. <laughs> so um, I gotten so used to it. I wasn't like I was exposed, so mm-hmm. I was covered. Okay. So um, people, it's not like they saw. Nipples, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I felt like as long as I was covered and I, you know, I, I was still able to do it. I was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I was. Um, do anything bad in public mm-hmm. in that sense um and, and it's okay if people want to expose themselves too so i don't mind either or but i just prefer to be covered cool so i want to come back to you know traveling like have you heard about the term momcation no i mean i heard of staycation but I staycation <laughs> yeah i mean it could be it could be so apparently momcation is you know as we share so many things about how we experienced as first time mom or second time, um, like there's so tiring, exhausted. So mom friends will get together and then plan the trip without the kids. Dress the moms. They will get away from the kids. So that's more like a momcation. Gotcha. Yeah. So have you ever done anything like that? Um, sometimes I lock myself in the closet. No <laughs> shit. But um. <laughs> Uh, I have gone actually on a lot of momcations or girl, I call it girls trip. Yeah. Um, most of us actually have kids, so we wouldn't leave them. Um, I think I went on my first one when my first kid was six months. Uh, my husband told me to go. He just told me to take a break and get away. I've actually go maybe every two, uh, maybe three, three months or so I would go. Um, I have canceled one trip to Nashville when I first had the second baby because mm-hmm. he was less than six months old. I think he was only three to four months old. I, I was still breastfeeding. I just didn't want to leave him and leave him with my husband at home. So the Nashville girls trip I canceled. Um, but since then, I've probably taken about when the kids are about, I had kids for three years already. Mm-hmm. So with both kids, I've probably taken about six, seven girls trip or yeah, but I always feel guilty of going. I just got back from a bachelorette trip, I think I told you, Mm -hmm. um, to Austin. It's a short drive away, but still, I felt bad. And for most of the time, I just wanted to sleep. Mm -hmm. I was so tired. (laughs) But um, I can't stay up the way I used to and stay up till the middle of the night. I think most of us moms, by 11 or 12, we Mm -hmm. wanted to go to sleep. Maybe because we're used to that. And then we wanted to go home and FaceTime our kids or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And then... um, and we still wake up super early even when we slept late. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun, but you still have that mom guilt a little bit that you mm-hmm. talked about. You feel bad for leaving them. You feel yeah. s- sad when you think about your babies because you have them all the time that you can't put them to sleep and stuff. But it's good for your brain to just get away and reset and then come yeah. back to them. Yeah, yeah. I had one girl trip to Hawaii, and then I definitely agreed that, you know, the body is not that young anymore like and there's a time zone difference and then i ended up getting very tired when after i got back and then but it does make me feel like oh um you know oh i miss you so much my son like made me you know want to do more for my son so that's my 
takeaway from momcation. So after that vacation, you miss your son so much, you miss your kids so much, and then you gave more. You want to do more for the kid, and then yeah, I think once in a while, definitely, you know, you need a getaway. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's by yourself with your significant others. Um, yeah, I've gone on girls trip, like I said, but I've also gone on solo trips before. So, um, oh, where, where? Uh, I went to Japan by myself um, for right? a whole week after two kids or before, before, before. <laughs> um, but um, for how I long? Think a week or two. Wow. Yeah. And I stayed in a hostel. I wanted to try the whole let's travel by yourself experience and met tons of people all around the world. So. Mm-hmm. That is actually a very uh, eye-awakening experience because mm-hmm. you get to learn a lot by yourself. Yeah. You speak of not really opening up to people sometimes because you're shy. Mm-hmm. I am an introvert, but I still, when I got there, I just spoke to every person that I met and stumbled upon. Um, because if I don't, I'm just by myself. Yeah, just doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Right. So I've met people from Croatia, from Australia, from New York, from LA, from everywhere around the world. I even bumped into people that were from Texas, even though I'm from Texas, which is Interesting. funny. Um, I stayed in a hostel, even though I felt like I was one of the oldest people there. I pretended I was like a high school student, even though I graduated dental <laughs> school already. But it was cool. Um, just meeting all these people that backpacked around the world, mm-hmm. um, people from Singapore and stuff. So I was keeping in touch with them for a little while, but mm-hmm. you know, as time grew, I, I haven't had time to keep in touch with them anymore. I'll see them on Facebook here and there, but it was actually an experience where I I think it was so much fun, where mm-hmm. I've done so many things I wouldn't have done. I even went to the MTV Japan Music Awards. Oh. Um, I met someone who invited me there, um, and I got to explore a lot with locals there and people that weren't from there. So um, I danced on the stage. I danced on... Um, what? <laughs> yeah, at the bar tops and stuff. I mean, it was just fun it, at that moment because it was just... You meet all these different people and they just do all these different experiences and that you would never have done by yourself. <laughs> that sounds such a fun trip. Yeah, it was. So. I, wish I haven't been to Japan yet, but that's definitely on my list. It's yeah. a very safe place, I think, mm-hmm. for a female to go to. Honestly, yeah. I felt so safe. Um, and now that I've done it alone, I would have. I think I would do more trips on by my own by myself. Yeah. Except the fact that I do have to worry about the children now. But mm-hmm. my husband always tells me, just go book a trip, just go on your own. And I, I thought about it a couple times, but I just didn't want to leave him alone. Yeah. I mean, I always travel with my husband most of the time. I don't even remember the last time I traveled by myself. I rely on my husband too much and he told me about it he said oh you need to start you know be on yourself and then planning all this stuff and without a backup like he will help me about it yeah Yeah. so I definitely need to do more of that in this coming year maybe or the next couple years yeah so um what are you most looking forward to in 2020 um in 2020 I as I said I was looking to acquire a practice so that would be a big thing i do have trips booked already <laughs> such as to arizona in march so if i acquire a practice at the end of this month and then i um i don't know how to balance that yet so i'm trying to still figure that out maybe i might have to cancel the trip i'm not sure but as of right now i do plan to still go and then still try to um maybe be a business owner if everything finalizes so we'll see um but the most important thing is my number one priority is my children. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take time away from them. So, but I do want to have as many experiences as I can yeah. with them. 
now they are, you know, growing older, you can take them, you know, pretty much everywhere you can think of. Yeah. yeah they will travel with you, have the memory together. Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to yeah. this coming year. Yeah, I'm for sure you'll be busy. I probably yeah, won't yeah. see you on Friday anymore. <laughs> but you are going we'll for your dream. Yes, yeah, but we'll nice. still make time. Um, such as like today, just having, uh, doing hot yoga and just having lunch together. It, it's it's good to just be able to bond and just hang out with each other. Yeah. And like I told you before, it takes a lot of time to schedule things with people. Mm-hmm. So when you do at this point with kids, schedule time with people, you really want to spend that time with them um, mm-hmm. because it takes effort for both sides to be able to um, pencil out time for each other. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing our experience with us. I really have fun, you know, hanging out with you, listening to your stories, and you inspire me so much in not just, you know, being a fun mom and also like, you know, working towards your goal, your career. It gave me so much motivation and hanging out with you was just so much fun. I really enjoy the time with you. Awesome. And I wish you the best luck with work, with life, with everything. Thank you.